Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. At ESB Networks, we keep the nation humming by connecting us all to Ireland's power network. The network is always live and dangerous, so please stay safe and stay clear of electricity wires. If you see a fallen wire, do not approach it. Report it on 1-800-372-999. For more information, visit esbnetworks.ie. Missing your mojo? Just go to mojo50.com for on-demand podcasts. Hello there, and welcome to The Rich Solution on Mojo 50 Radio. I'm Gwen Rich, your host, health advocate, and founder of The Rich Solution. So here on Mojo 50 Radio, I talk about empowered health, what each one of you can do starting today to look, feel, and live a healthier and happier disease-free lifestyle. So today's topic is why forgiveness is key to improving your body's health. So before we talk on this important topic and introduce my returning guest, I want to put the disclaimer out there like I do every show, and that's about the information on this show is presented for educational purposes only. So it's not intended as a substitute for the diagnosis, the treatment, or advice of a qualified licensed medical professional. So the facts presented are offered as information only, and in no way should anyone infer that we are practicing medicine. So seek the advice of a medical professional for proper application of this material to any specific situation. So again, today's topic is why forgiveness is a key to improving your body's health. One way you can improve your health is with No Oodle, and they're the sponsor of Rich Solutions. So go to N-O-O-O-D-L-E.com, NoOodle.com. Use hashtag Spoonie, all caps, and get that 10% off. Okay, so let's talk about limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs are those unconscious beliefs that sabotage, yes, sabotage your steps towards success. Learn how to change those negative beliefs into positive and actionable habits that will help you grab the success that you deserve. You have infinite potential, but sometimes your results don't reflect that potential. Deeply ingrained unconscious beliefs, feelings of certainty about what something means, are influencing these results in ways you cannot see. 
When you have a deep belief, even unconsciously, it can sabotage your potential through the actions or non-actions you take based on the belief that then creates the less than desirable results that hold you back from real success. But because of who you truly are and your infinite potential, you can learn to move through all that hinders you from living your truth or reality. So in fact, such obstacles can actually be used as opportunities for further expansion. You can find experiences to back up almost any belief. But the key is to make sure that you are consciously aware of the beliefs you are creating. If your beliefs don't empower you, change them. Will beliefs be the reason you stop taking action toward the results you want from life? Or will you change them into the ultimate opportunity to create something extraordinary? Whether it's a transformation in yourself, your career, or your life. So last time uh, on the show, we had my returning guest, Patrick Rutka. So you might remember I talked about stress and all the negative effects that's going on with COVID-19. We had some really powerful things to talk about health with regards to thoughts and the relationship with our microbiota, um, which prompted me to find the right guest, of course, for this and, and to address this topic. And it happened to be Patrick Ruka. And it was about the disease in your thoughts. I just thought that was so apropos. So who better to have on again to continue this conversation? We can have this conversation on a regular basis because we need to understand our limiting beliefs and how they could be helping us or hindering us during this crazy time. So let me introduce uh, Patrick. He graduated from the University of Alberta in 1998 and spent the first years of his career working at the University of Alberta Hospital as inpatient pharmacist. He and his family moved to Rimby in 2004 and took over ownership of the local drugstore, Rimby Value Drug Mart. Patrick worked full-time in the drugstore and his spare time ran a local quitting smoking program, empowering many people to become tobacco-free. 2017, after almost 20 years of professional practice, 14 years of community practice, and filling close to a million prescriptions, it was time for a change. So in 2017, Patrick and his wife, Heather, sold the pharmacy to pursue the the journey of helping others find their path to happiness. And it's called FOSCO Health. FOSCO Health is an education-based program dividing people, excuse me, providing people with an assortment of tools and actions that will allow the individual to take control of their health and ultimately their life. Patrick is currently enrolled at Quantum University in Hawaii, working on his master's and PhD in integrative medicine. So he is a certified coach. He's completed level two of Gottman Relation Coaching. He's certified in subconscious release technique and emotion code. So welcome back, Patrick. Thank you so much. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, everything is great. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, it's a pleasure to be back again, Gwen. It was uh, it was such a good conversation we had last time. I'm looking forward to another great day, another great topic. Um, forgiveness is one of those topics that um, sometimes gets pushed off to the side, sometimes gets misunderstood. And in the world of health, in the world of kind of the, the mind, body, spirit, 
forgiveness becomes a really big part in allowing the body to heal and allowing the body to relax. And so looking forward to, to sharing some thoughts and ideas with you, with, with you and with, uh, with your listeners out there. So wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know if we're going to kind of tie it in today or not. Uh, I did a, you know, Facebook live this morning and full disclosure, I said that I had worked with you recently and I certainly will talk about any of my garbage if, if we need to, um, because it certainly may help other people. So I don't know if we're going to get into that. Um, but you know, I would love to, at some point, just kind of talk about that because I think People are just so afraid of, I don't even want to call this therapy because I feel like it's not, but um, your program and what I did was very unique and I want to let people know about it, but let's do that at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, it's one of those that um, I'm a big believer that everything kind of unfolds the way that it's supposed to. So if it if the if the, the moment moves you and you want to share a little bit, that would be fantastic. Um, if not, again, it's one of those that that we hold a lot of this close to our heart. So finding that individual you're, you're comfortable sharing with and being vulnerable actually is one of those pieces of the forgiveness um, puzzle. What happens is our brain moves so quickly and there's so many thoughts going through all of the time that we can talk ourselves into circles. We can talk ourselves into a hamster wheel and, and that hamster wheel then becomes almost like a prison. We can wake up every day and before we even get out of bed, we can set the wrong intention that then is going to create the wrong type of a day. And let me give you an example for that. Imagine that you have um, a full day and you've done everything you can and now you're getting into bed and just before you put your head on the pillow you say to yourself oh I just didn't get everything done that I needed to <sighs> it was too busy and I I fell short and I didn't get it done oh well tomorrow's a new day and so you go to bed and of course with that thought in your head what emotions are you taking to bed well you're taking to bed a little bit of disappointment a so now those things are flowing through your system and maybe you don't sleep as well. So now the next morning you wake up and you realize, oh, I woke up too many times during the night. I didn't get as much done as I could yesterday. Oh, today is going to be a hard day. And all of a sudden, by saying those words, by putting that intention out there, you start immediately creating that hard day. So you get out of bed and the first thing you do is you stub your toe and you're like, oh, see, it's going to be a hard day. And you go turn on the shower and the water starts coming out, but it doesn't come out hot and it seems to take forever to get warm. And you go, oh, today is going to be a hard day. And we start to validate that throughout the day. Now imagine that in that same scenario, you go to bed every night hanging on to these feelings of frustration, these feelings of hurt, these feelings of regret or anger towards people or towards scenarios or towards situations in your life. And every night that same thing happens. So you wake up in the morning and before you put your feet on the, on the ground, you say, I remember who I am. Well, I'm a victim to this trauma that occurred. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble because I didn't have the right parents. I'm, I'm sad because my health is not where it should be. I'm overweight and I'm too tired. And that's the way that you start your day. What are the emotions that are flowing through your system? Well, again, we're stuck in those negative emotions, frustration, anger, regret, sadness. And when we take those with us all the time, they again will cause that dis-ease in the body. Your body can't heal itself when it's living in those vibrations. Does that make sense? 
I, absolutely. Now, I, I have the pleasure that I've read your book, almost all of it, which we'll talk about, too. So I, I get it. Yeah, it all comes together. Absolutely. Wonderful. So, so the way that I see things is when we're when we sit down to do our, our one-on-one coaching, um, prior to learning how to do the subconscious release technique, I was kind of a big believer of the kind of the the old style of how to fix. Affirmations were the thing. Um, if you read some of the the old information, even about hypnosis, one of the best things you can say for yourself every morning. Um, and, and, Emily Emily Cooey was the first person that started with affirmations saying, when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you should say to yourself is every day in every way, I'm getting better, better and better. And that's one of the first kind of real affirmations that we see in the, in the literature moving things forward. And the idea is that when you start your day with that kind of a, a message, that intention, your body is going to start searching for those things. How are we getting better and better and better? And so we basically run a balance beam all day long of are we living in intentions that are serving us or are we living in intentions that are causing us uh, to feel, to live in those regrets or those pains. So my goal when we when we sit down with someone is number one is to listen. I'll start the conversation simply by saying, tell me what's going on in your life. Tell me about what's 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 not working. What are the hardships going on? And then I get my pen ready. Because what you'll notice is when people start speaking about themselves and about their lives, they will literally tell you those negative beliefs that you were talking about. Well, I can't seem to get anything accomplished. Um, I'm not where I want to be financially. Um, life has been too hard. I don't know if you know this or not, but my this I was a victim of X, Y, or Z when I was five years old, and my life has been horrible since. Just by saying those sentences, what we've done is we've started to validate and we make we basically make a report card of our lives going, let me list all of the things that are horrible, because usually that's the next question that someone will say, oh, tell me about all those horrible things. And so we make this long running list of, well, this was horrible and this was horrible and this was horrible. And interestingly enough, science has proven to us that a lot of the time, the things that we think we remember are not even the truth, even the truth to that same extent, but we've added to them and validated the story. We made the story even bigger to allow us to believe those things. And our job is to eliminate those, understand where we and figure out why are we making those, those thoughts. Then we have to acknowledge what are, the, what are the thoughts that are not serving us? And then we have to start taking some action as to what is it that we really need to believe and understand in order to get the results we want. And in your body, forgiveness becomes a big piece of that. Let me give you an example of how this actually plays out. Um, and this is the way that I've seen this in the pharmacy play out. So if you were to take something, something solid, let's, I, if you, if I'm on camera, I'm going to show you, I'm just holding a pen. Now this pen is that event that happened to you when you were small. Now here's the thing you need to understand is everybody's got stuff. And the, the size of that stuff is directly proportional to what they remember. I might, I might have stuff around being spanked one time, and that could have mortified me. I might have stuff around getting yelled at by the teacher one time, and that might have mortified me. Other people may have some really big stuff. There may be some trauma. There may be some abuse. But what happens in the brain is the brain can't tell the difference between whether something's actually happening to you in that moment or whether we're just remembering it. And so if this pen, it represents the trauma or that thing that really bothered me, maybe let's, let's 
say it was it was a person that that hurt me. Um, I was young. I got in a fight. We were pulling hair. We were scrapping, and it, and my emotions, my heart started to race. I was upset. I was sad. I started to cry. Um, that we had to get the parents involved, and there was a big kerfuffle. And I'm still angry with that person for what happened. So that is the memory there, and I put it in my hand. And every time I go back to that memory. I can close my eyes and I can think about it and I can remember the emotions that were going on. I can remember the legs trembling. I can remember my heart beating. I can remember the frustration going on. I can remember getting hit. I can remember the pain of the hair being pulled and I'm squeezing that pen. And now I'm thinking maybe, boy, if I'd only done this instead, if I'd only said this instead, if I'd only reacted like this instead. And while I'm doing that, I'm in my body, I'm reliving the trauma that occurred. And what happens in your body when you're when you're reliving trauma? Well, your body produces produces cortisol. It starts to move you into action. It produces norepinephrine. It, it gets your heart going. It it feeds your muscles so you can do one of three things. You're either going to fight back, you're going to run away, or you're gonna you're gonna shut down and hide. So now my body is full of all of this emotion. And here it is, 2020. That event happened almost 40 years ago, but I can still still remember it. I can still create that reaction in my body. And when I create that action, my body won't heal itself properly. My body won't relax because all of the relaxing and all of the healing your body does happens in a state called the parasympathetic. When your body is at rest, when you're sleeping, when your body's at peace in this moment in my head, I'm still ready to fight that little guy again. I'm still ready to react. I'm still scared. I'm still moving and my body can't take care of it. So now imagine that's happening for 23 and a half hours out of the day. Even while you're sleeping, you're dreaming about this. So that pen, I'm taking it in my hand and I'm squeezing it. And I, and I use this as an example when we teach it in a class. I say, everybody, think of that one thing that really hurts you, that person that doesn't need forgiveness or that you don't think needs to be forgiven. And squeeze that pen like you're hurting them. Well, what happens when you squeeze something really hard and you squeeze it and you squeeze it? Well, your muscles start to ache. So now your body starts to physically hurt because you're, you're creating this tension inside it. So imagine if, if we did that in my whole body. I pull my shoulders in. I pull my, my elbows in. I start holding my breath and I'm, and I'm in this state like I'm in the middle of that fight again. And your body's, your muscles start to, to create lactic acid. They start to get tired. And now I have this full body ache going on. And so I say, geez, like, this isn't good. I, there's something wrong with me. My whole body aches. So I head to the doctor. And I say, doctor, there's some body aches that are going on. And the doctor says, well, what have you been doing for the last couple of days? Nothing. I literally haven't overexerted myself and done anything. The doctor says, hmm, well, that doesn't really make sense. Maybe it's just a muscle strain. Go back, go home, give it another week. If it's still there, come back and we'll talk again. And you go home and you still live in this. You still remember the trauma. You still remember the frustration. You still remember the anger and the fear and all of that stuff that works you up inside. So you go back to the doctor a week later and you say, doc, it's still here. I'm still achy. I'm still tense. I can't sleep. Stuff's going on. Was well, there something going on in your life? No. You fail to mention that this stuff that you're carrying is going on inside your head. So the doctor says, well, I can't see anything. Maybe we should just try an anti-inflammatory for a week and we'll just make your muscles relax a little bit. Sure. So we take that medication for a week and all of a sudden for a little bit of time, you get some release. You get some relaxation in your body. But because we haven't dealt with the unforgiveness, it comes back and it comes back again. And we go, no, I'm still not better. It still hurts. My body aches. I got headaches. I can't sleep. You go back again and the doctor gives you something stronger.
And what happens is we start this hamster wheel of wanting someone else to fix our problem for us. The, the, the situation gets worse and worse. It doesn't get better until all of a sudden we end up on some really strong pain relievers or even some antidepressants because the doc can't figure out what else is going on. There's nothing physically that we can see. And what ends up happening is that when we dig in a little deeper and we say, what is it that you haven't forgiven? Who are the people that need to be forgiven? Who are the people you're still holding a grudge against? What are the memories that are holding you back? Essentially, what we're doing is we're asking you to say, how do we help you let go of that pen? How do we release that tension, that frustration and that anger? And if we can get someone to talk about it, to open up in a, in a situation or a space that's safe, that's comfortable, what we do is we shed some light on that because everybody has stuff. Your stuff won't be the same as my stuff because you haven't lived in my head, but your stuff is just as important and your healing needs to occur with inside of you. And so the forgiveness process really comes down to identifying who, who are those people that need to be forgiven? What was it that occurred and how do we walk through that process? And one of the first questions that comes up and it always comes up, whether there's one person or 20 is, yeah, but what if that person hurt me so bad that they don't deserve to be forgiven? That becomes really a big question. Now, here's the thing that we need to understand is that forgiveness is really for you. It doesn't make what happened or that person in your life. It doesn't say it's okay. It doesn't mean that you're a doormat, that you're to, you're, it's okay to be walked over or to hurt, to be hurt. But what you're saying is what happened to me was so not okay that I refuse to be attached to it any longer. Because when I'm leaving myself attached to that person, like Wayne Dyer says, it's like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. So every morning I wake up, I swallow the poison, expecting something bad to happen to that person because karma is going to get them. The world's going to get them. But what it's costing me every day in that moment is my own health, my own ability to be at peace, my own ability to be happy, my own ability to, to be open to love because I'm creating these walls and barriers around me. And so the forgiveness process literally can be as simple as taking that pen, turning your hand over and saying, you know what, it's time for me to let this go. What is the value that I've learned? And my wife, uh, Heather, who also does this work as well, had a great saying. She says, she says, I love everything that's ever happened to me because that's made me the person that I am today. And I love that person. So you have to take, if you, all of a sudden, if you were to go back and say, well, I'm going to remove this from my past and this from my past, would you be sitting here today? You wouldn't be the same amazing person that you are because our experiences create us. But the way that we understand them and walk through them decides how we see the world and how we see ourselves. So what I would, I want each of you to do and what I wish for each of you is how do we help you release those things? The first step is being able to be open and talk about it. And in the pharmacy, it became a really interesting thing. The most common thing that people would say to me is, Patrick, I've never told anyone this before, but, and then they'd share something with me. And that became kind of a gift of my own um, that, that it's like, okay, I'm willing to take your stuff. I'm willing to hear it. Because Brene Brown, another amazing person, a shame researcher out of the United States, she says that when you shed light on these moments, you, you take the darkness away because shame and fear and, and sadness like to live in the darkness. But when you shed light on it, you eliminate that darkness and it can't live in the light. Very powerful. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so this becomes a big piece of it. And then usually at this point, depending on the, on who we're talking to, there's tears start to fall. It's like, but I've been living this and I've been holding on to this for so long. How can it be that easy to just let go? And sometimes it's not that easy. Sometimes it takes practice. Like everything in life, practice is what really creates the expertise. And so in that situation, it may be that every morning you have to say, um, I'm so happy and grateful. I'm willing to forgive and release the past. I'm so happy and grateful. I'm willing to release the past. And if that little voice in the back of your head says, uh, no, you're not. And what it's doing is your body is still hanging on to it. So then we change the wording. Okay, I'm so happy and grateful. I'm in the process of forgiving and releasing the past. And that little voice is, okay, I can buy that. We're not quite there yet today, but we're in the process of forgiving and releasing the past. And so we walk through that. But what we do with the in the SRT program is we actually go in and we find those memories and we actually identify which emotions are attached to that memory. And we do a breathing technique um, in order to actually help release that. It's been proven through meditation and through yoga and through relaxation techniques that, that changing your breathing changes your changes your body's experience. So prior to learning the SRT technique, we actually did what was called the four by four breathing. And it's a very, very simple technique that anyone can do. The idea is you breathe in for four seconds, hold it for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, and hold it empty for four seconds. And you do that four times. And that in itself, where I know we're going to go to a commercial break here fairly, fairly shortly. During that commercial break, what I ask all of you that are still listening is take a moment and just breathe. Breathe in for four, hold it for four, breathe out for four and hold it empty for four. And that literally tells your limbic system, your, your primitive system that we are safe, we are okay in this moment. And when you bring yourself to that spot of safety, it's easier to say, you know what, I'm willing to let this go. I no longer wanna be chained to that. I no longer wanna be chained to you or that experience. I forgive and I release. And maybe when we come back, we'll talk about one of the most important people that we have to forgive is ourselves. We have to forgive ourselves for all of the mean and cruel things that we say to ourselves. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's a lot of work. <laughs> um, I mean, I have a few comments. It's interesting when we talk about forgiveness and letting go and the complexity of it. It is not as difficult as we think. I feel as if that's and I don't want to get into this, but I feel it it's in direct correlation with what's kind of going on in in our country right now with trying to erase the history. And you made a comment, you know, a lot of people either want to push down or forget or erase this memory of history. But it's important because, like you said, that is exactly where you are right here and now. The choices that you've made. So um, I think that's very powerful. Very, very powerful. Thank you. And I would agree. And, and the way that the world is right now with everything going on, absolutely. That's that becomes one of the most powerful things that we can do is before you react. Right. Our thought, our beliefs lead to our thoughts that lead to our feelings that lead to our actions. So if we have a belief that the world is not fair. Then our thoughts go to a place of, well, I need to I need to make sure that I'm on the top of that. If it's not going to be fair, then I need to be be on the upper side of the fairness scale. 
And then our feelings are, well, who's winning? Who's who's taking control? Who's who's doing all of this? Again, it leads to more of those emotions of anger and frustration and 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 greed and and sadness and all of that stuff. And then our actions reflect that. But if we backed it all up right back to the belief and said, what would love do in this situation? What would love do in this situation? Well, love would would shut off the, the, the view of the violence. Love would call call the people that we know that that may be feeling hurt or victimized or sad and say, you know what? I get it. I get it. I understand where you're coming from. Or maybe I don't understand, but but help me understand so that I can help heal and I can help forgive. Some of the things that happened were not done directly by me, but they were done by by individuals. And I can't change the past. But what I can do is I can stop that process and I can live in a place of, of peace. I can live in a place of honoring each individual for for who they are and for what they bring to the planet and just seeing them as human beings. Um, if I was I was reading uh, another really great book uh, by the Arbinger Institute, um, Leadership and Self-Deception. And what happens in these situations is we start seeing those other people, not as people, as humans, as, as loving, caring individuals. We see them as objects, those hooligans, those whatevers. We stop seeing them as humans and stop asking the questions, what's going on in their mind? What's going on in their world? Why is it happening the way that it is? And how can I help instead of instead of making it work? What would love do? And that's a great point because what it makes me think about is that so many people have anger right now. Um, I know when I watch the news and I see people destroying property, someone's store, um, these statues, it makes me so angry. So we will take a, a little break here, but when we come back, maybe you can talk about how can we forgive them? I mean, is that possible um, through this possible, be, through your process? Because so many of us are, are, are harboring anger over so many things right now and we need to get Sure, absolutely. Okay, so why don't I do this? You just think about that for a minute. Uh, literally, I'm gonna take a minute and talk about what the Rich Solution is doing to help you um, we're always here to help. It's all about living a healthier, happier, disease-free life. And so we talk about supplements. So you go to therichsolution.com. I take a whole bunch of supplements. I believe that supplements aren't optional, that everyone has a nutritional deficiency. Um, we can even talk about stress. Everybody has stress, and you can take something natural that helps with stress. So we have kits that we put together that helps you get started. So we have the core kit, which is we, we would recommend as the first place to start if you've never really taken any supplements but the whole idea is if you if you purchase any of the core kit uh the kits not just the core kit we're going to throw in a rich adapt which is an adaptogen which means it's all natural uh the rich adapt happens to take care of stress and so that's something that we could all use and that's a 60 dollars value so that's what we're doing to help you you don't need a promo code which makes it really easy just put one of the kits in the cart and uh, we will automatically ship out one of the rich adapts with that and help you with your stress okay so for those of you uh, maybe just joining us we've got patrick ruka here and we are talking about forgiveness and why forgiveness is a key to improving our body's health 
Um, so we we started uh, just before the commercial break to talk about, you know, a lot of people could be very angry with everything that's going on. Can, is there a way that you can even uh, talk about that and the process and how that could help each one of us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so again, the, the way that I look at things is it comes down to kind of those six emotional needs that we that every human being needs. Um, and again, quickly, those are those are safety. You need to feel safe. You need some security in your life. You need some variety in your life. You need to feel significant. You need to feel like you have a purpose. You need to feel like you have a connection. So connection is love. You need to feel like you have you have a people, you have a, a belonging, a place to be. And then you have growth and you have contribution. So on average, to maximize or looking to feel that those emotional needs are being met. And look at what kind of happened in the world right now with what's going on with COVID. So first of all, this disease comes through that has the potential to kill many, many people. So our safety gets compromised. It's like, I'm not safe in this situation. Even sitting in my home, I watch the news and I feel like it's banging on my door and I'm about to get sick and I need to protect myself and my family. So your safety becomes in question. Then we get locked down. They say, don't go out, don't be around anyone else, stop communicating with other people. And in doing that, now my variety is stuck. I can't go to the, the beach, I can't go to the park, I can't go to the movie, I can't go to the mall, I can't go out for supper. So my safety is in question, my variety is in, in question. My significance and my purpose, well, for many, many people, they couldn't actually work. Their, their jobs literally got shut down. And for a lot of people, what they do, the way that they serve becomes very important to them. So now we have no safety, we have no variety, we lost our significance. Then they say, don't hang out with other people. We lose our connection. We lose our sense of love, our ability to be a part of something. We can't, all the classes are stopped. Sports teams are, are canceled. Organizations, churches are, are, are shut down. We lose our growth. And because of all of that, we can't even go volunteer. We can't do anything else. We lose our contribution. So all of a sudden, every one of us has all six of our emotional needs been, been knocked down. And so what happens in that situation then is we start to go to that place of panic. Again, our body is designed to keep us alive. And by keeping us alive, it, it uses the fight or flight to say, what do we do now? How, how, do we, how do we get out of this? Who do we fight? Like, where do we fight? And then these little causes show up and say, well, hey, wait a minute, let's all go do this. And in that moment, we kind of lose our logical brain and we say, yes, we have a cause. This is a bad thing. We're going to go do this. And so they become a part of that. And in doing that, well, they've upped their variety. They're doing something different. They become part of a movement or a group. They now have a sense of connection. Their safety, well, it's safer to be in a group than it is by myself. Contri contribution, it's not healthy contribution, but I'm doing, a, doing something and I'm being a part of something and I'm growing. Well, the growth in this may actually be beneficial. We are trying to level the playing field and let everybody know that that all, all black lives matter and that, that we're getting past some of that. All of these kind of things, that may be the one that's really the benefit that's come out of this, but the rest of it is we get caught up in the insanity of it and we do things that we're now all of a sudden we're not proud of. And now we go to bed at night and we go, man, that was really dumb. I shouldn't have tossed that brick. I shouldn't have said that thing. I shouldn't have made that comment on Facebook. I shouldn't have done this. And now we start beating ourselves up for it. Oh, man, that was dumb. 
oh, I, like, well, how can I be so silly? How can, and depending on the language, your language in your head is going to be different because everyone has their own language. We speak to ourselves in that way and we beat ourselves up. So again, if we want to start changing the masses, what well, the first place we have to start is we have to ch- start with ourselves. We have to start within our own self and look deep and say, what are the things that I'm holding regret, holding grudges, holding frustration or holding irritation about? And how do I release that? See, because whenever someone else in life reacts, whenever someone else does something, it's up to us to determine what we're going to do about that or what we think. When we, when someone says something to us, we have to decide instantaneously, am I taking that on? Am I taking it personally? Am I going to react to that? You don't have to take everything on. It's perfectly fine to say, that's your stuff. I refuse to, to grab onto that. What I believe in myself is, is I'm a peaceful, loving, happy individual that cares about everyone. And I'm going to continue to live that. And so in this process, how do we forgive those people? How do we, how do we stop taking it so personally? What I teach about and what, what's actually written in my book, I'm just actually going to read this to you really quick, Gwen, is there's a process that we go through. So if you can identify that person, that thing, that event, whatever it is that you're holding on to, that you can feel in your body creates that sense of uh, that just awful, that, 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 that stomach tightening, that heart ache, that body clenching. And you say, this isn't serving me. This isn't doing me any good holding on to this. And so we're going to practice and this is where practice comes in. So we actually have a, have a mantra that we talk about. So when I do the work with people in our FASCO program, I hand out a card and you actually, we we print this out for them and it's, it says, and this is how it reads. I am, and I'm going to get everyone, anyone that's listening right now, I want you to just do this with me because this is actually a really cool exercise. So in that four by four breathing, just take one big breath in, hold it for a second and let it go. And what I want you to do is just breathe in, hold it and breathe out. Just relax as I read through this. I'm the first sentence. I am willing to let go. I release. I let go. Let's breathe. I release all tension. I release all fear. I release all anger. Let's breathe again. I release all guilt. I release all sadness. Let's breathe. I let go of all old limitations. I let go. I am at peace. Breathe again. I am at peace. I am at peace with myself and I am at peace with the process of life. I am safe. Breathe one more time. And you allow yourself just to sit in that for a moment. You may take that moment and you may just just visualize that person that that hurt you, that situation that hurt you. And just imagine wielding bolt cutters and cutting the chain saying, I don't need to be attached to that anymore. I release that negativity. I release that frustration. I release that sadness and that regret. 
that was this was taken from uh, from Louise Hay. Louise Hay had done a very similar um, mantra, and I found it very powerful. When you tie the breathing in with the relaxation and a bit of visualization, what happens is it actually brings your body back to that parasympathetic state, which then causes your body to relax. And here's a really fun fact. I want to just I'm going to make you smile for a second. That same mantra actually works very well for constipation. See, in the pharmacy, I spend a lot of time talking about poop. I hope I, hope I can say poop on the air. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, an, we have an entire section of the pharmacy dedicated to, to poop. It's either trying to make you go more or go less or to make it thicker or whatever, because that's one thing that we get fixated on. But here's an interesting story I'll tell you, I'll share with you. I had a lady pull me out of the, the from the back of the pharmacy counter and she said, Patrick, come here. And we walk over to the section and the section is four feet wide and four feet tall and there's probably a hundred products in there and she leans in close and she says Patrick I have taken every one of these products and nothing is helping me and I was like really so tell me more she says yeah like this has been going on for years I just seem to struggle it doesn't matter and so of course I have, a, I have a barrage of questions tell me about what you eat tell me about your gut health tell me about have you tried probiotics have you have you done all of these other things and and her answer was yes 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 it's all of this stuff and at the time I was, I was doing, uh, I was doing some research into the mind and, and how the mind affects the body. And I said, well, the only area that we haven't looked at is what's going on in your mind. And I said to her, is there anyone in your life right now that you're holding a grudge against? And she kind of stops and looks at me and she says, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I said, well, it's actually kind of proven that when you are holding on to a grudge, it literally tells your intestinal tract that we're going to hold on to this. We're not in a state of relaxation. We're not in a state of letting go. We're just going to hold on to everything. I said, is there someone in your life that you need to forgive? And she started tearing up. I was like, are you comfortable? Can you tell me more? And so as the tears kind of started to flow, she, she wasn't really comfortable, but she says, she says, it was my dad. Something happened and I, and I have never been able to forgive him for it. I said, well, is it something you can talk to him about? Is it something you can bring forward is it that, that you could have a conversation? She said, no, and unfortunately he's passed away. I'm like, okay. So even though he's not here and even though there's nothing we can do about it, even though it's all in the past, your body in this moment today is still holding on to that frustration, that anger, that resentment. And I'll be honest, I think it's affecting your, your intestines. It's not allowing you to relax and let go. So I ran in the back and I brought her out this thing and I said, well, this is, this is an option. I want you to practice this for a while. She says, can you forgive him? She said, no, I don't think I can forgive him. And I said, okay, well, in all honesty, can we get to the point where we can say we're in the process of forgiving and we're going to start practicing this and start walking through this process in order to allow the body to heal because imagine every day she wakes up and before she even puts her feeling around she's like i am mad at him i wish I, I wish he was dead wait a minute he is dead i wish i could do something else but i can't do anything else because it's in the past and it's all there but i'm still carrying it carrying it like a backpack carrying it like a like a wheelbarrow full of stuff that is now affecting every piece of her body and imagine how much space she'd have in her head if she was just able to say, you know what, I'm going to let go of that. And instead, I'm going to focus on growing my business, loving my family, giving more at church and to the community. Because we can only have so much space in our head. And if our head is full of that resentment and negativity, what is it costing us? What do we not have time to think about? 
worth focus on because it's costing us that. And so you, I, I hand out the little card and as I was coming close to the end of the pharmacy, I found myself doing this more and more is finding the affirmations and finding the words to say, how do we, how do we fix your mind and your thoughts instead of just fixing the calcium channels in your, in your large intestine? How do we change the, the, the environment so that you can change the environment in your body? And so this is the, now the process is how do we create you as the CEO of your health? so that you can be empowered to change the environment in your body, to change those thoughts and things like that. And thankfully, that process has helped her. It did actually make a difference, which is pretty cool. Now, of course, we have lots of stuff to undo, and it's only one piece, but it's the first step in that process. And when you ask the question about how do we, how do we forgive what's going on around the, the world, well, we just do. We just we we look at we put ourselves in their spot. We get empathetic and say, "What's going on in your world that's causing you to react this way?" Because hurt people hurt people, and it's not for me to take on your stuff, but it's for me to seek to understand first, and then seek to forgive. And if we go depending on on where the conversation goes, we can do that. We can have a spiritual discussion about that, or we can have a non-spiritual. Um, Abraham Lincoln, one of the first people that was um, that fought to abolish slavery, he said his 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 religion was: when I do good, I feel good; when I do bad, I feel bad. And that is my religion. I believe that's still the case. When we focus on the things that we do wrong, when we focus on the bad things in the world, we feel bad. When we focus on healing, when we focus on love, when we focus on joy and happiness and peace and creating abundance for all, we live in a place of peace in our body. And then our body can function properly. The fibromyalgia aches and pains start to go away. The, the constipation starts to go away. The energy level starts to come back because our body, when it's in a state of peace and joy and happiness and love, it creates, instead of cortisol and epinephrine, it creates serotonin and dopamine and growth hormone that allows your body to heal and function. So imagine how different tomorrow is going to be when you wake up and you say, uh, every day in every way, I'm getting better, better and better. Or you wake up and you say, I'm so happy and grateful that today is a brand new day and I'm so excited to figure out who it is I'm going to serve and make happy today. And we start focusing our attention on that and we create more of that. Yeah. If we focus on who am I going to be angry with and who am I going to fight today and who is, who's, who's, who am I going to, to have to have to fight today, you get more of that. If you focus on who am I going to serve, who am I going to help, who, how am I going to contribute, how am I going to grow today, you allow your body to grow through that process. Very powerful. And then people need to hear that because I love the example with the woman in the pharmacy with uh, constipation because I'm sure most people, when they heard that, they're thinking, what? Like, how can <laughs> releasing, you know, these emotions and how could, what does it have to do with constipation? But after you go through the whole process, it makes sense. I mean, it's not just constipation, but other ailments that you have. Um, that's really powerful. Completely. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me ask you, you talk about the breathing technique. Does it happen to be the, um, now I'm not going to think of what it's called. Uh, is it uh, conscious, conscious breathing or do you have a name for it? We, we just call it four by four breathing. Um, if you, if you go into the literature, there's a number of different, different things that they can call it. They call it box breathing. Um, there's a, uh, 
I think it, and I'm going to get this wrong, but it's like a Pashna breathing or something. And it's, it's a slightly different time where you, you breathe in for four seconds, you hold for seven, you breathe out for eight and you hold empty for four. But it, it, to me, I'm, I'm a big believer in that there's, there's multiple ways to, to, to achieve the same things. So that's a great thing about being human is that, you know, there's no one right way. You don't have to eat in one way. You don't have to exercise in one way. There's multiple ways, but in every way that we, when we take over control of our breathing, when we make it a logical thought process then our limbic system gets to kind of re-establish gets to retune gets to recenter and say okay we are not in danger we are not being attacked by a lion we are not in the middle of a riot we are not on fire we are okay and it just it brings you back to that that parasympathetic setting in your system Right. And so when you think of, when you think about the opposite, when you are when you're afraid, when you're worried, when you're scared, your guts will do the opposite. They'll go and you'll hear the butterflies. You'll hear the the, the, the stuff because your body's like, okay, well, I'm getting ready to run, and I'm not sure when I'm going to have to run. So maybe I might even have to go to the bathroom, and things are going to move through me way quicker than they should because I don't need that in there when I'm trying to run from a lion. And so your guts go the opposite direction. When you're living in fear, when there's lots of fear in your life, when you're afraid of change, you're afraid of the situation coming up, you can, you'll get stomach upset. You'll go get more acid indigestion. You'll get more irritation because your stomach lining is, is not that thick. And so when your body's not producing the mucus, you'll get ulcers. So ulcerations in the stomach. One of the first questions I ask is, what's going on in your life? What's, what's creating the fear in your system? And people would come out there like, well, I'm afraid of losing my job. I'm afraid of telling my dad that I don't want to work with him anymore. I'm afraid of, of, of um, what's going to happen with my sick child. And all of a sudden the body starts breaking down because that fear doesn't let you rest. That rest doesn't let you heal. That healing doesn't let your stomach produce the proper lining and mucus that it needs. And so ulcers start to show up. Yeah. We can we can change the acid level with pills and prescriptions. But one of the biggest things is bringing our body back to that sense, sense of peace. And you are in control of your peace. You are in control of your happiness. That's important. So what do you say? I can give you an example. (laughs) Uh, Someone who is in a business that's highly stressful. Uh, And here I'm talking about my husband. So he's been involved in the market uh, his whole career. And he's been fortunate enough. this, This is something he wanted to do since he was like three years old. He loves it. He gets up every day. But the problem is you're dealing with the stress. You don't know what's going to happen in the market. It's very unknown. I mean, you could lose a lot of money. Um, any suggestions for people who deal with that? Because that that's how he is on a, a daily, daily basis. And he feels like he can't change because that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. So it's, there's a great YouTube video uh, by, by a psychologist named Dr. Kelly McGonigal. And the... The whole video is about how to make stress your friend. And what what she talks about in that video is that the human body is designed to be stress resilient. The the body is designed to move very quickly into a state of action and a state of of reaction. Everything is designed to allow you to get into motion and get moving very quickly. But then the ability to come away and, and relax is different. So in the animal world, if imagine there's a deer in the field and the deer spots the coyote and the coyote starts chasing the deer and the deer does everything. Boom, powers up. It runs fast. It gets away. It hides. It, it escapes from the coyote. And 15 minutes later, it's back to eating grass 
and relaxed again because it doesn't have this this incredible frontal lobe that remembers everything that happened so in your in your husband's case what happens is is i love you can even just you talking about him you can tell the excitement he likes the rush of the there's things going on it's fast it's acting and his body is designed to be stress resilient so he can move through that situation and enjoys it same with a hockey player someone that's that that has to the game gets really tense you got to move faster you got to you got to react very quickly and then that stress goes away so in that moment his body is doing exactly what it should and here's the difference in science now than it was 15 years ago 15 years ago we would say is going to cause the heart attack. Stress is going to destroy you. And yet what the studies had shown was that only people that believed stress was bad for them actually had detrimental outcomes around stress. So if you think that stress is going to kill you, stress will kill you. If you think that your body is stress resilient and your body is adapted and ready for the change and the excitement that happens, your body reacts differently. Oxytocin and things like that cause your blood vessels to open up and expand instead of squeezing and getting tighter it allows more oxygen to flow it allows your mind to function so on the one side the first thing we have to do is say i'm so happy and grateful that he is stress resilient and he loves his job and he enjoys it right when you when he create when there's pleasure involved you release the serotonin the dopamine and the and the oxytocin when there's fear involved you release the norepinephrine and the cortisol so he's loving what he's doing and he's enjoying it awesome what he needs to do is when he comes away from that is to remember that he how do we unwind what is his other way to kind of let his body kind of relax because the job is going to be the job and he loves the job and he's good at the job he's good he's got a track record of being good at it so the fear and the safety doesn't need to be there he if his mindset says i can get through anything in any situation i can make money in the ups and the downs then you focus on that how do you do that but then if you also focus on i know how to relax when it's time to relax i can have fun when it's time to have fun i can find the excitement in my job even in the pharmacy those busiest days the most stressful days were enjoyable because i was doing what i loved but you needed to be able to come down and and for me on the back what it would happen was it was the back steps were my solace we'd get through the rush we'd be through the crazy we'd fix the printer we'd 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 help the customers we'd pack the pills we'd do whatever we had to do and then as soon as there was a lull i'd say to the, the girls i'd say okay i'll be back in five minutes and i'd step out of the back of the pharmacy just in the cool air with the trees out back and i'd stand there and i'd just be like thank you thank you allowing me to have the the courage and the strength and the ability to do what I do and I breathe I do the box breathing four by four and literally I would use that moment to recharge like I'm bringing down the energy the 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 earthly energy how do you recharge that's the question for every one of your 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 listeners is how do you recharge your batteries your body is stress resilient it's ready to deal with the stress but you need a way to recharge that's great. But if you tell yourself, if you, yeah, if you wake up every morning and you say, I'm so stressed, I'm so stressed, I'm so stressed, the stress is getting to me, I can't deal with the stress, there's too much stress in my life, I don't know how to do this, what, what emotions do we go to? Fear and anxiety. But if you wake up and you say, I'm so happy and grateful, my body is stress resilient and it can get through anything that comes at me because I am designed to be a warrior, I'm designed to be strong, I'm designed to, to move through this. And the other thing that stress does, just one last thought, is stress makes us social. Stress makes us want to reach out and find that other person. When we're able and vulnerable enough to be able to say, I need some help here, or I'm in trouble, 
then what happens is the person that you've asked for help, their bucket gets filled because they're now serving. When we serve, we create growth hormone, we create serotonin, we create love. And so you open yourself up to that, to allow that person to grow, but also you grow. You you ever seen a a car accident on the side of the road? People rush to it. How do I help? How can I be a part? What do I got to do? Because they're actually filling their own bucket by being a part of, by being helpful. Oxytocin makes us want to help and be a part of something. But then the memories we take away and how we deal with those memories becomes whether it's a stressful event or not. We can change the memory of that. I'm so happy and grateful I had the resources to make this better. I'm so happy and grateful happy and grateful that I'm still here to love and love on my family. We create those emotions of happiness and gratitude in our body and the fear and the anxiety and frustration start to slide away. But like anything in life, it's practice. Yep. So you have to practice forgiveness. Wow. All right. Well, we've got about 30 seconds. I wanted you to talk more about your program, but let people know how they can contact you because uh, going through today, we know that everyone on this call could use your help. Absolutely. So um, a couple different ways we can get touched. Number one, uh, you can you can purchase my book. It's available on Amazon. The book is called Your Roots Are Showing, A Pharmacist's Guide to Growing Your Best Self. And it talks about how do you grow yourself in this environment? How do you become the CEO? How do you enrich your soil so you grow? You can reach me at patrickrurka.com. So that's P-A-T-R-I-C-K, last name R-U-R-K-A, patrickrurka.com. And that kind of gives you an idea of the number of the things we do. Or you can reach us at fascohealth.com. And just reach out and say, um, I'd like to work with you or I'd like more information. And I'll gladly we can set up a 15-minute um, consultation and go with that. Awesome. Thank you, Patrick. It's been wonderful. We'll have you back again. Remember, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. What matters is the courage. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O. At ESB Networks, we keep the nation humming by connecting us all to Ireland's power network. The network is always live and dangerous, so please stay safe and stay clear of electricity wires. If you see a fallen wire, do not approach it. Report it on 1-800-372-999. For more information, visit ESBNetworks.ie.